Please pray with me. Lord God, thank you for the gift and blessing of this day, for the beauty of your creation, Lord, for the beauty of the sunshine and the clear blue sky, Lord. Thank you that in the sunlight you remind us of your presence here with us, Lord, the way it, it colors and transforms everything around us. Lord, we've been through a long and cold and wet winter, and now, Lord, we find ourselves bursting into spring. Lord, in the same way this Easter comes after a long and cold Lent, Lord, after a long time in the tomb, you broke forth and brought with you life and hope and transformation. Lord God, shine your light into our hearts today. We pray that you would speak powerfully and profoundly to us and reveal yourself here. Lord, that we might encounter you face to face. And we pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Please be seated. Morning. It is so great to see you all today. Now, I don't often lose things, uh, but I'm starting to more and more. I think it's age catching up to me. Uh, But I like, and the reason I don't lose things very often is because I like to put things in a certain place, right? I've got my drawer for screwdrivers. I've got a drawer for my socket wrenches. I have a drawer for drill bits. You know, because otherwise, if I start putting them random places, I'm going to lose things. I'm going to misplace them and and forget where they are, and then when I need them, I won't have them. But in this event, I'd lost something. I'd lost something a lot bigger than a drill bit, too. We lost our easy-up tent. (laughs) Those things are huge, right? They're huge. When it's all up, it's 10 feet by 10 feet. You could put the whole neighborhood under that thing. How in the world could I lose it? Even when it was folded up and compacted, it was still four feet tall and like eight inches across in each direction. It was huge. To make matters worse, it was fire engine red. (laughs) How could we lose this thing? It wasn't camouflage. How could we lose it? Where did we leave this tent? And how in the world did we misplace it? I mean, it's not the kind of thing you just miss. Like it falls out of your pocket or something, right? Or you put it down in one room when you go and you lose it? No. Where was the tent? So we looked everywhere for it. We scoured our house, looked underneath things, looked around things, checked all the cars, checked the trunks to make sure it wasn't in there. We had no idea where it was. We can't even remember the last time we saw it. Right? Now, I don't know about you, but when I can't find something, that lost object is in my mind all the time. Right? I just am always running back to it. I can't get away from it. It's like, a, it's like an itch or a tickle that you can't seem to get rid of. It's there in my head. and I, So I'm always thinking of this tent. Every time I go somewhere, every time I, I go in the basement, every time I go in the garage, I'm thinking, where could the tent be? Maybe it's inside something else. Right? Because it's there. That idea of that lost tent is stuck with me. And I can't seem to get away from it. All the time I'm wondering, where could it be? Where could it be? And I think similarly, did he know? Does somebody know where it is? In the attic, yeah, it might be in the attic. I'm gonna have to check. Yeah, we'll have to check. It really could be there. 
And I think similarly, right, but on a much deeper level, level, Mary Magdalene has found herself in a state like this, with anxiety over a lost thing. In our gospel passage for today, we find ourselves with her at the empty tomb. And, and Mary's overwhelmed. She's overwhelmed because she is grieving and she's now lost the body of Jesus. It's not there. It's not where it's supposed to be. Peter and another disciple, who we presume to be John, have come and gone. They've come and looked in the empty tomb and been satisfied and left, but Mary's still there. Those two disciples might have been able to see that empty tomb and believe, and then go home to watch the NBA playoffs, which I presume was on at that time. Otherwise, why else did they rush on home so quick? But for Mary, she's stuck. She's stuck. All she knows is that on Friday, Jesus was entombed there. A stone was rolled across the gate, the, the entrance to it. And now the stone is gone and the tomb is empty. And so she's frozen in this place, trying to process what could have happened. This stuff doesn't happen normally, does it? No, this was a, a, a unique occurrence. And Mary can't figure out what to do. Well, in the midst of her sorrow and her confusion, Mary bends over and takes another look into the tomb. And as she looks down into the tomb weeping, she sees something odd, something that has changed. They're not here for me, are they? Okay, good. Something that has changed since the disciples went in there. Something is different. What did Mary see when she looked into the tomb? My easy up, right? No. No, the first Easter egg? No, what'd she see? Two angels, right? Two angels in white, sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. And they ask her, Woman, why are you weeping? Now, since she's in a graveyard, this should be an obvious answer, right? But her story's a little different. She says, they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. I don't know where he is. She's worried. She's worried that someone has taken Jesus' body somewhere, and she doesn't know where, but she wants to care for it wherever it is. The idea of the resurrection, that Jesus had been raised from the dead, that's not become real to her yet. She's still stuck in this death phase. And then suddenly there's a man with her near the tomb. And he asks her the same question, why are you crying? But then a second question, whom are you looking for? Now, if you were with us on Good Friday, you'll remember that the same question, this is the same question that Jesus had asked of Judas, the priests, and the police when they had come to arrest him in a different garden just a few days ago, the Garden of Gethsemane. And now here we are in the garden with a tomb. And that same question is being asked. Whom are you looking for? Now she thinks this man is a gardener. And thinks that maybe he has taken Jesus away and she wants to return his body to the grave. But he says one thing to her that shakes her out of her confusion 
that shakes her out of this frozen place where she is. He calls her by her name. He says, Mary. And immediately she recognizes this gardener as Jesus. And she grabs hold of him. Her lost friend and teacher has been found. Her search is over. And so Jesus then gives her a path, a job, a direction. Because remember, Mary had spent uh, some time following Jesus. She had had seven demons cast out of her, and then she had become a disciple of his, following him around the countryside. And so he gives her a new path now, and a direction, and a mission, a commission to go and to pass on his message to the disciples, to pass on to them the word that Jesus Christ has been raised. He is alive. And so she does this so that others can find Jesus and know him as well. Now, at this point in my search for my easy up, I doubt I'll ever find it. It's gone. Somewhere it's gone. It's probably sitting by some soccer field somewhere, right, forgotten. Because it's lost, and I don't think I'll ever find it, that means I'll never experience that joy of finding it. Right? You know that feeling, don't you? When you've lost something, when you've misplaced something, and suddenly you happen upon it again, and you feel so excited, right? You feel so satisfied, and you feel like everything is complete. I won't ever feel that with my tent. But you know what? It's not a big deal, is it? Will I survive? Probably will survive, right? I will move on. There are other tents out there. But today, there is a joy that surpasses all my loss. There is a find that is better than anything else I can find. And it is that greater joy that fills me today. Because with Mary and with you, I am rejoicing because Jesus Christ is alive. He has been found. He has been found. This Easter, you might not have lost your pop-up tent or your easy-up tent, but you might be looking for something else. Maybe not an object. Maybe something's lost in your life. You feel that emptiness. Or maybe today, you feel lost. Maybe you came today with that feeling of just wandering through the world in your heart. Or maybe you're here today because you're celebrating this holy day with family and friends, and they hauled you along to church with them, right? Welcome. We're glad you're here. Or maybe you've believed in God forever and worshiped him for decades and are here to celebrate the joy of the greatest of events, this Easter day, when our sorrow was transformed into joy. I hope that no matter who you are and whatever reason you came here today, I hope that today we all find something. I hope that we find Jesus Christ, the risen Lord. And I hope that we find him, and with him our lives become filled with love and peace, joy, significance, and light. Because he came to meet us in our despair and in our loss, and to offer us forgiveness and life. 
Mary might not have realized the significance of all that was taking place on that Easter morning. The fact that she couldn't find Jesus brought her great sorrow. But we know the fact that she couldn't find Jesus was good news. Because it meant he wasn't a corpse. It meant that he was alive. That he had risen. And in his life, the hopes of the world were secure. Because it meant that our sin and our death and our judgment had been swallowed by him. And he could offer us life and peace and hope in exchange. And that is what makes Easter such a day of joy and celebration. You and I, despite our failures, our lives are bound up in the life of Jesus Christ through faith in him. And because of that, we will never be lost like my tent. We will never be cast aside. Our future is secure in his life. And so our future is life, life eternal. Let us pray. Lord God, thank you for being the God of life, the God of hope, the God who takes broken and lost things and redeems them. Lord God, we thank you that you were found on that Easter morning, found to be alive, found to have triumphed over death forever. Lord God, we turn to you now and ask that your life, that the story of your resurrection, Lord, would be our story as well, that it would be our narrative, that our life would be resurrected in your life, and that in your life we would find hope and joy and peace. Lord God, we know what it is to feel buried, to feel buried under loss, to feel buried under failure, to feel buried under hopelessness. Lord, and we pray that you would open the tomb today and that you would set us free. Free to love and to serve and to rejoice. And we pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen.